Welcome back to Backstage Cinema, the best destination for all things movies, movie making, and more. I'm your host, Jaden. And I'm your other host, Ike. And we are talking. I don't... It's bl- It's normally what we do in the podcast. That is uh, that is correct. I am blanking on what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking today. And shocker of the century, guys. You're not going to guess. There are more than two of us. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself and who you are? Uh, my name's Abby. I, Hi, Abby. Hi, Abby. I know Ike. And I also know Jaden. Slightly. Slightly. She knows I'm cooler than Ike, so that's all that matters. Yeah, we went to the Batman. I paid her to say that. Together. So, yeah. And do you want me to say what we're talking about? Because I know what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about Ethan Hawke. Talking about all things Ethan Hawke. What are are our relations to Ethan Hawke? Marriage. Dang it! I was gonna say that us, too. Actually, isn't that someone else said marriage when we when you said what is your relation to to this thing and then someone said marriage, but was it Ben? I don't know, but it's the right answer, so you yeah. win. We're all married to Ethan Hawke. Mm, yes. So, what movie did we just get out of? Black Phone. The. The Black Phone. Uh, real quickly, let's give our spoiler-free thoughts. I've seen it twice, so I'll let you guys speak first because we didn't. We haven't really talked anything about it, so yeah. You can go, then I can go, and I'll go. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I do very much enjoy horror films, but I always get jump scared. So okay. I was watching most of the movie with like a hoodie pulled up <laughs> over my eyes. Thank you. Hopefully that's not <laughs> what? I'm confused. That was a jump scare. That oh, was. Oh, oh, I see what you did to jump there. scare you all. I didn't get jump scared right then. Um. Mm. But this will jump scare. I thought it was good. I think, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to do like a spoiler of it. So I'm not doing a spoiler, but there's this thing. I don't know like if I've told you about this. I told someone about it, but it's okay. a thing that is very common in old movies called the loaded gun principle. Where if in like the olden days, like old Westerns, if they would show a loaded gun, that loaded gun would go off. <gasps> Yeah, okay. Um, One I know JP was actually talking with me okay. about this, but you did not specifically. Okay. I don't think yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I have heard this. This is a yeah. really cool principle, yeah. And so, it was it was used in the old films and stuff to teach like gun safety, be like, "Hey kids, like if there's a gun here, this gun is going to go off to show that guns are dangerous, etc." Mm. But now it's been expanded to be used as a method for like foreshadowing and mm-hmm. plot building and everything. And this movie is one of the ones that I've seen that most clearly. Title. Yeah, most clearly to use yeah. the loaded gun principle because, like, the things that you see are not just like throwaway. Everything comes together, and that's spoiler. But yeah. yeah, that was a really great that's way of breaking it down. So, I guess on a scale of one to ten, what would you rate it? Maybe, maybe you have to break it down into like a as far as a horror movie goes, perhaps, as opposed mm-hmm. to just, like, a regular movie. Because yeah. I normally judge movies based on their genre, yes. normally. Yes. But I overall is also a good way to do it as well, so whichever you feel. I think overall, as a movie, from kind of more of a technical perspective, I would say, like, an eight. It was really great technically for okay. a lot of things. Um, I don't know whether it was purposeful or not, but I felt like there were some plot holes, like things that... Yes. Yeah. They, actually, that were unexplained. Yeah. I don't know if they were intentionally unexplained. Like Jaden said, like earlier, a while ago, that they could be used for sequels and stuff, or prequels, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. I think, as far as a horror movie goes, it wasn't one of my favorites, mostly because of the unexplained stuff. I usually like things to be kind of wrapped up, so I'd probably give it like a six and a half, seven. Okay. So by unexplained, mm-hmm. do you, you mean more just n- poorly written as opposed to just purposely ambiguous? I feel like it could have been purposely ambiguous, um, but I think they're, they could have just been doing it as like, a, hey, we're dropping you in this situation, right? and this is just... Um, the explanation of what happened in this specific situation, but I felt like we were kind of missing a how, like a, and a how and a why. Like, why is this guy kidnapping yes. these kids? Yeah. And how are these unexplained things happening? It was kind of just like a, 
it was missing the how and the why, but then it was showing the what. So it felt like we were a little lost. I would agree. And I don't know if that was purposeful or not, but Yeah, it's it's kinda hard to tell. And again, like maybe because there's teases to maybe a prequel or a sequel mm-hmm. that maybe we'll find out later. Yeah. Because I guess that would probably be their best bet. But if this was just a one off, I feel like that was either a missed opportunity or just again, it just didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. But again, we're talking about this specific character that Ethan Hawk plays. And I think overall, Ethan Hawk is like he's typically known for more like charming roles or just like loving dad type roles where he's just like he's just a genuinely good guy because like i mean ethan ethan hawk gives off those vibes it's just oh yeah he's a cool guy nice guy but in this like he comes across as like this really creepy cynical unstable just guy and might i say his mask is really cool i really like how like it's twofold where you can kind of like take off part of the mask and put on a different part. But you're still not seeing his whole face. Yeah. I wanted to know what was behind that. Yeah. Okay. We can keep this in or not, but I will give a spoiler, kind of. So, um, spoiler, if you don't want to hear this, uh, stop listening for the next 10 or 30 seconds. Yeah. But at the end, when they're in the basement, like one of the last times you see this character, he takes off the mask Oh, the kid takes off his mask yeah. and like he's horrified and he covers up his own face. Yeah. So there's got to be there's it has it must have something to do with the fact that this character clearly is not comfortable with his own yes. self image. Yes. It, I think it was um, like a protective thing, mm. um, kind of psychologically. Yeah. Protecting him, and then he mentioned something in the beginning, like he'd been down in that basement, something like that. So oh, I think. Yeah. I think something happened to him to make him that way, and they're probably going to do a prequel, which yeah, I think it would be cool to delve further into this universe, but I don't like it when they make movies just yeah. to make other movies. Right. So I would say, or I guess my guess would be that the reason why he was in that basement before is because his father, much like we kind of get in the beginning of the movie with mm-hmm. the drunk dad who kind of abuses his kids. Well, yeah. Kind of. No, he abused his kids. Yes, yes. Um, I guess maybe that was some foreshadowing of like, okay, yeah, this this character, Ethan Hawke's character, was abused when he was a kid, and maybe through some sort of Stockholm syndrome, brainwashing, masochism, maybe like a mix of all three, Ethan Hawke is now this person who has to live by like, because again, like the people through the phone told him like, no, like he like the game is naughty boy. You are trying like he likes, he wants you to be naughty so he can punish you. Yeah. So, in a way, I guess. I lost my train of thought. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I feel like he was trapped in the basement. But that's enough on his character. We'll maybe talk about it, or Jaden will have a little bit more to say on that. But as an overall movie, um, there was a lot I really liked about it. It was shot very well in some things. Editing, I think, was my biggest problem because there were some Mm. random things that were just thrown in there, like weird crossfades between like the three-second period that just showed the same exact thing or like things cutting too soon. Some scenes like were... Uh, his sister Gwen is just in the school for like three seconds and it cuts back to him like thinking yeah. it was going to be a separate scene. Just little qualms like that. But like overall, I still I thought it was an enjoyable experience. But Jaden, your turn. OK. Um. Oh, this is going to be weird. I have a headphone in and it's delayed by like a tenth of a second. Oh, boy. Um. So this is my second time watching it. First time I really liked it. Second time, though, I noticed a lot. Um. Not. Not necessarily problems. The main thing I was going to bring up, A, Ethan Hawke is great, and I was going to say exactly what you said. Going back to the beginning of the movie, you kind of get these vibes um, that you know he said he was in the basement, and then he keeps watching the kid. He's emotional when he sees the kid. He also yeah. doesn't try and torture him, yes. probably because the kid reminds him of him. Um, when the kid showed up at the beginning, and it said like the 70s, I, I hadn't heard a lot about this movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is that baby Ethan Hawke? Because yeah. he kind of looks like him. I think it's like so. a mixture of him, and there's some scenes where with his hair down, he has like a Tom Holland face. Mm. But he almost looked like one of his younger brothers, honestly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, I think like I said though, my biggest issue was just the editing. None of it's bad, but it's more like okay, what the hell was the point of this? Like certain movies, shots really work well. Um, but yeah, there were just a few. There was one bad edit that I can the say. walking when, when scene. The, no, when they were. In the freezer. 
there was a cut and a stitch, and it was slightly off center. You're right. No yeah. Point. That was one bad at it. But yeah, I forgot about that one. But on second watch, again, not talking spoilers, there's two big takeaways. One, they're trying to set up a prequel where we get the origin of Ethan Hawke's character called The Grabber. He doesn't have any other name. Just because, like you said, there's all these plot holes where we don't really know much about him. We don't know why he's doing what he does. The second spinoff I could see is diving into their mother and why the daughter has these visions or yes, dreams. That whole scene setting it up. They didn't talk about that either. Yeah. Um... I honestly, maybe this is maybe you want to tie up more of your point, but how would you guys actually feel about a prequel or a sequel? Because personally, I almost think that we didn't see Ethan Hawke enough in it, and so I yes. feel like I would like to see a movie just about the Grabber because I think that would be I, really cool. I think it would be really great. I think it'd be great to see Ethan Hawke really shine in it. He did shine, but yeah. I mean, yeah, no, 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 but like more have the focus the be on yeah. him while he's shining. Um, and I think it'd be really cool if like it was just going through and. Maybe about like his childhood, mm-hmm. and then as he gets older, and maybe it ending with something about like him putting on the mask, stuff like yeah. that. And I don't want a sequel. I hate, I hate when you kill a character and then they come back. I think yeah, a prequel no, would work that. great. I think the reason that there are these plot holes is because they can do a prequel. But if they don't, they leave it as a one-off. It is what it is. Now the movie's doing really well at the box office, cheap budget also. So like we're definitely gonna get a greenlit sequel, just or prequel, just because that's how <laughs> that's how everything goes nowadays in 2022. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall I liked it. I don't know if I liked it as much the second time, but it's probably because I noticed a lot more of those oh shoots. I do want to add because neither of you mentioned those two. I thought both of the kids were very good. Oh, their acting was phenomenal, especially in one of the scenes where. Uh, the dad was like beating the daughter. Oh my gosh, that was that was almost like creepily real. I said, I, I was going, is that girl okay? I like, will what say, what did they do to her? Is she we okay? S- when we saw the first time, the whole theater was laughing the whole scene. I'm like, what? What are you guys oh, doing? No, no. Now there were a lot more laugh out loud moments the first time because people were like, whoa, taken back by the jokes. Yeah. Um, I forget. Uh, what was the boy's name? Uh, Finney. Finney, yeah. For that was like his first big role. The kid. Knocked it out of the park, especially the crying scene. Oh, yeah, it's in the trailer. Um, but yeah, like had real tears. Where a lot of yeah. kid actors, a lot of go tos when it comes to technique is just to kind of hide your face so mm-hmm. you can get the emotions without actually tearing up. But I felt like all of the crying that was in that movie was very real. Cause you know, like when you're crying as a kid and you're like, <laughs> like that kind yep. of thing, or like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, like that was real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did beat the kids. I'm they, worried. They beat the kids off set or they, off screen. They had one of those like oh um, animal cruelty things at the end. Like, at the end, like uh, no animals were harmed in the making of this film. Except children two children. Were. <laughs> 100%, that's a 100% fact. We beat them. Oh my God. But no, seriously, like, like that was probably, I would think I was almost impressed more with that than with Ethan Hawke. I mean, again, Ethan Hawke like shined in this role. I loved him in this role, and I want to see more of him. But I think those two kid actors did very, very well, and especially in the crying scene. Some of the other kid actors were a little over the top or a little underwhelming at times, boys yeah, especially. Yeah. But those two kids, like I want to like I want to grow up watching them like pursue their career and get better and better roles because they are they they were great. This is maybe me just looking more into it, but um, without saying what it was, I really liked Finney's last line. Like, just the delivery of confidence by the end of... Uh, it wasn't... I don't want to say he was ever not confident, but he, he became complacent to all the bullying. Well, stuff. yeah. No, they, they they do mention that. Like, yeah. you can take a punch well, but you don't you don't swing. That but him just saying, call me Finn, was a really nice ending. This is a side tangent, but for some reason, maybe maybe this is just me, but it seems like one of the more, like, heroic or dashing male characters is always something like Finn or Flynn or Ryder or Strider or something along those lines. Why did, or, or just straight up Flynn Strider from Tangled. Like, why is that? Is that is there any like reason behind that? Because it just seems like I don't know. I've seen. I, I, I'm trying to think of like other movies that do it, but I, it just seems like something Adventure that happens time. at Adventure Time. Oh, that's true. But yep, that's all. But yeah, those are our thoughts. I we all liked it. Yes. Just we have problems that'll probably be solved in the future. Yes, but I don't like that they have to be solved in the future. Oh, yeah, 100%.
But this is just one of Ethan Hawke's movies, and I know that you mentioned that yes. you'd seen, or I've been kind of going on like an Ethan Hawke marathon. So, like, yeah. what are some of his other roles that you feel like he really does well in, Ooh, or oh doesn't do well in? Who knows? Um, okay, have either of you guys seen the movie Gattaca? No. Shut not. up. Okay, it's th- okay. it also has Jude Law in it, young I Jude love Law, him. and I love Uma Jude Thurman. Law. We love in him. It. I don't like her. Okay. I like her in Kill Bill. Girl. She's great. She's a badass. Yeah. True. Okay. So it's th- set in this like futuristic society where um I don't know you can like grow a baby without defects. Ka- uh, so Krypton. If only that happened to you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jay. Wow. <laughs> anyway, um, but it's about Ethan Hawke's character and how it's only like th- it's, uh, I haven't seen it in so long, but I think it's like only the babies that. W- that are without defects can go to space, and he's wanted to go to space for his like whole life. Kal-El. And so basically, he's going to trade his identity with Jude Law, and it's his whole thing because Jude Law has had a perfect identity, except he went through an accident and is in a wheelchair now, so he can't go to space. Huh. But they're trying to trade identities, but Ethan Hawke's performance in it is so it's it's there are layers to it. Mm. So is it basically Prince and the Popper goes to space? Kind of, but it's also talking about like what makes someone human. Yeah. And like yeah, it's it's a very philosophical movie and talking about like I don't know human like like the value of human life and everything like that. Mm. Um it's really good. It is I think it's one of the first performances that I ever saw him in. And it really made me fall in love with him and his acting. Closer? Okay. Um, let's see. I also watched In a Valley of Violence. Yeah. That's just Western John Wick. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was part of the way through the movie, and I looked up, does the dog die? And it said yes. And I said, oh, no. Because yeah. <laughs> you're literally half an hour into the movie before it really starts. It's weirdly paced. Um, but his performance and it was really good, hmm. and I was like, mm. "You guys didn't like that movie." I, I have not heard or seen it, but I would need to see that now because well, Western John Wick sounds really cool. Yes, it is. It's I just cool. Liked his little. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was really good. But I finished it, and yes, the dog dies. The dog dies. It yeah. It's kind of, and it's the it's the whole point. It literally is the whole point of the movie that the dog dies. Yeah. Um, because then he enacts revenge on everybody else in the town. It's good. Um, it's a classic western-esque vibe let's see i also just finished first reformed (gasps) a24 i need to see that it's good it's weird uh i had to look up an article afterwards saying what did this mean (laughs) Hmm. like ending explained one of those classic articles um is that anything like his movie? Because I believe I've seen on Amazon Prime before a movie called Predestined with Ethan Hawke. Is that anything uh, like that? Is he playing a priest or in it? Yeah, he's a priest in that. It's sort of like a religious movie, sort of. It's not. Is like it a, is it against religion or just like what is it? it Which one? Which one? It's are one of those about? those Hollywood religious movies where they're not challenging but they're not defending either. It's just which one? Kind of there. Not the uh, one Predestined. Oh, yes. okay, okay. Interesting. He doesn't want to know how it ends. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've also I've also watched um Before Sunrise. Before Sunrise. That's the yes. one that he's been <laughs> that's the yes. one that you wanted me to get to. <laughs> Have you seen that yet? I planned on watching it yesterday, but I watched Fresh instead. I was gonna oh. watch it tonight too, but we'll see how I feel when I get home. <laughs> it's a pretty short movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's only like an hour and thirty, forty? So it has a good personality. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Anyway, it's a very. How would you describe the movie? Because the way it's shot is it almost it doesn't. It's intimate. Yeah, intimate. There you go. It doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like you're watching someone like two people live their life. The the script writing is amazing, but Mm -hmm. not only like what the actors did with the script. Yeah, made it real because. I, I've also, like, watched videos on it, but, like, how to write good dialogue and just the actors doing it is you have to have overlap because that's yeah. how people talk. Mm-hmm. People just, like, do little things like that where you're, like, agreeing with me mid-sentence, yeah. not, like, 
How this was your really day today? Right I had a good day. I'm doing overlap. Yeah, so you're doing <laughs> stuff like that, and that makes it real. Um, and that movie is just is just chock full of that, and they have oh, yeah. such real like little interactions. Like he'll say something, and it's not even just like what he's saying; it's the, the shift in volume. Shift, yeah, it's like, and then she giggles, or it's just like. If it feels so natural yeah. because there's also a lot of flaws in the way they speak too, which is yes. just like us. Yes. And so like the chemistry between them is like so perfect. And yes. It's just I'm kind of just like maybe I need to rewatch it again, even though I just rewatched it again like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, the amount of memorization that they have to do yeah. is insane. So I haven't seen it. Obviously, <laughs> is it is it like how Marriage Story every single word was was scripted no yeah i think i think far more i haven't done a lot of research into how it was made but i almost wonder if a lot of it was ad-libbed because it seemed so natural yeah just i like giving them a direction to go in and do you know who the director is uh oh gosh maybe yeah let me look this up well while while you're looking i'll just mention this too I'm assuming you both have seen Marriage Story. I haven't seen yes. it in like two years, but that's one of those movies that I, it's nearly perfect. But the way that that was, everything was scripted, but the script was written around the conversations that they would have on set. So they had a, a finalized script, but as conversation was happening off set, he would tweak, the director would tweak words, um, even just gestures or sighs or or groans or whatever to be more like Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Now, it's probably tricky as hell to get every single word right because one of the things that I saw in an interview they said is even if if, if the words were supposed to be, hey, how was your day? And it came out as, hey, how was your day today? Mm -hmm. Cut the whole scene, redo it from scratch. I would feel, as an actor, I would feel very constricted in that yeah because i think to some it could be comforting just being like oh yeah i know exactly what i have to say yeah i don't have to worry about that but i would feel so constricted same with that that almost gives me like some stanley kubrick vibes because whenever he would make movies like the shining full metal jacket um and you didn't have to really do it in space odyssey because there's not a whole lot of dialogue in that one but like other movies like clockwork orange that's a really good movie Mm. like like the act like you talk to the actors or look in their interviews afterwards and they're like it's almost torture in a way like the amount of times he would tell them no redo this redo yeah. this redo this he needs he was such a perfectionist and like the ways and the things that he put them through was just mm-hmm. insane it, which is kind of not surprising that you don't really see any um recurring actors in his movies because <laughs> 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 they, they don't want to work with them again that's not dis- that's not dissing kubrick at all well maybe a little bit but his movies i mean it, it works out in the end so yeah. mm. um i found the director it's richard linklater Link later. What else yeah. has he done? He has done Boyhood. It's that movie where like the kid like actually like grows up on film. Um, oh, then, I've never. Yeah. The same actor. The yeah, same it's, actor, like, it's uh, years. This was like that's film years. That's very cool. Yeah. So it's the Truman Show, but trimmed. Real. He also did School of Rock. So I love that movie, unironically. And then all the other, all the other, um, before. Hmm. So he made some highs Series. and some lows because honestly, School of Rock sucks as a movie. What? But it's yeah, one so of those films I love to watch. Classic. Just called yeah. classic. Something yeah. like that. He also did Where'd Light. You Go, Bernadette? I haven't seen that one, yeah. but I've heard. I've heard. Ha- it. None of us have seen it here. Yeah. So any other Ethan <gasps> Hawke films? You know, I just put my phone away, but here I am going to look it up again. Do you have any? I have a few in mind. Uh, yes, on the Before Sunrise track, I've also seen. Uh, after sunrise, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> and also before midnight. Was that <laughs> which one? Are the <laughs> those are the sequels, and it ca- it just builds upon their relationship, and like you see it going through all the highs and the lows. And I don't think any of them dip below like what the first one set, but the first one is just everyone's favorite, just because it's the classic one. It's the one that started. Yeah, hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It's there's not a whole lot. I I don't think I have any problems with the movie. It's it's very much yeah. its own thing, and it's the same with hmm. the second and the third as well. Wow, but that's that is yeah. exciting to look forward to. I like when it, mm-hmm. when series stay consistent. Cough cough, The Godfather. Um, yeah, and then because it doesn't stay consistent. The sadly. only other Ethan Hawke I think I've seen, which is a crime, because I only just recently started seeing stuff as his. But like, I need to see a lot more. 
But the only other thing I've seen him in is Moon Knight, and I think he's yes. pretty Phenomenal. solid in that. Like, there's no um, no grips I have with him in that. I have I have a bunch more actually. Uh, so how could I not mention Dead Poets Society? That I was gonna go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, fun fact: I still have not finished that movie because I got a little bit too sad. Made with Blade stopped. Runner. I have not started that movie, even though I've pulled it up several times. I just fell asleep before I pushed play. Dead Poets Society. Oh, Dead Poets Society. What did you you say with Blade Runner? I've seen the first hour of Blade Runner seven times. (laughs) And I keep falling. And I know, look, I I know it's good. I know it's good. Uh Uh-huh. But my God, it's so boring. How much rain can we see? How much? Anyway, uh, he also, let's see. He's also in The Purge. I hate it. You hated The Purge? I hate them all. It's a great concept. But they just go, it's the, it's the Fast and Furious of horror. Aww. That's just my take. Yeah. I don't, have you seen any? I have not, but I know my mother loves them. <laughs> he is also. She's, are you going to try to diss my mother, Jake? I was going to say, is she Whoa. like all down for the purge and everything? She would actually uh, send like uh, GoFundMes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I was about to say, are you <laughs> No. <laughs> no, 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 no. But that would be cool. Um, don't don't do that. Jeez. I'm gonna leave some for Jaden, so I won't mention a lot of other ones. But he's also in this movie. I'm not sure if it's A24. It's very indie. Called Adopt a Highway. It's not A24. Okay. I can't remember who it is. Have you seen it? Uh, it's on my list. Okay. Everyone needs to go watch it right now. Ethan Hawke is a recently released ex-con. Um. So Ike. Yeah, but he had he had like an ounce of weed or something, and he got so arrested Ike. for like <laughs> for like half his life. Um, but when he gets out, weed is legalized, everything like that. So it's, gotcha. it's a complex story, but no one's going to hire him because he's an ex-con. So he goes mm-hmm. to work at this restaurant and then da, 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 finds a baby in a dumpster. So, so Ike, so Ike. no, it's not Ike. No. Oh, Sam. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. yeah Sam, Sam was the baby. He was the baby. I am now his father slash brother. What? That's cute. But it's just, <laughs> it's this whole his performance, I think that's my favorite performance of his. It is a, it's a very, mm-hmm. I want to, I don't want to say like, oh, it's understated, because that's like what every film person. Yeah. It's such an understated performance, but it is. Mm-hmm. It's very subtle, and it's, it's a real baby that he's performing with, and he's acting off of a baby. Yeah. And he's doing it so well, and he he has like these awkward mannerisms of someone who hasn't been out in society for like half his life now. And he's having to adjust to that, and so like, yeah, so, so like, <laughs> um, but then he has this baby, and he has this like, just deep caring, and this compassion, and it's just such a beautiful performance. I sobbed. It's incredible, and it's shot spectacularly. Mm. The lighting is something that you could just eat. So. I really like lighting you can eat. Yes. Cinematography and lighting is my favorite parts of films. You seen? Have you seen the second, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Oh yeah. Okay, because that has it's it's a film student answer. That's the best. That's the best cinematography I've ever seen. Blade Runner, Dune. I want to say mm-hmm. the Batman, unironically. Yeah. But as no, of this year, the lighting year, in Batman, the lighting in Batman, the color palette for that was a brilliant choice. Having oh, the orange yeah. and the teal. It gave it like a seven vibe, but oh, that's the first time anyone's ever said that. But Joker also, I really like the contrast between the blues and the oranges in hmm. Joker that really pop up. But I love lighting as well, and especially Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's like it's incredible yeah. the, the way they used lighting and cinematography in that movie. Did I tell you guys that I'm gonna go to like film school to do cinematography and stuff? No, yeah. but so now you know. <laughs> that's 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 what I want to do. So I love what what analyzing. school. Or are you well, trying to figure it out? I'm doing like community college classes, and then I'm going to transfer, and I'm going to go to like Cornerstone up in Grand Rapids, and they have a oh, nice. nice film program and everything. So that's what I'm attempting to do, but I just got to e- find the right ends. Yes, which I have, but you know. So what we got to do is we got to meet up like 10, 15 years from now mm-hmm. when we're all super famous, and then you can tell us just like break down some of like your groundbreaking <laughs> me movies. when i am actually married to ethan hawk and so when you're actually <laughs> married to him and i've and if you guys ever divorce or something or i'll I give mean, you his number my way because i'll probably yeah. be with clooney at the time but he's getting kind of old so it's like yeah that's me can he that's really <laughs> you know, keep <laughs> up that's fair we got some brewing though he can act i can write you can shoot not people Aww. disclaimer yeah. we're 
We're not <laughs> we're not Alec Baldwin here. <gasps> I had to say that. I had to say that. I had to say that. So there's a post on the shithead steve we're like <laughs> we're like was, i don't know if it's a real tweet i've yet to look it up but like some guy like named bob or something like alec baldwin saying like something about that, oh, this and people are doing this or whatever and he's making some political statement and then some random guys like named bob is like well at least he didn't shoot them <laughs> shoot a cinematographer <laughs> and then alec baldwin goes bob i will find you and when i find you you will regret this statement when it is proven that i'm innocent or something like that but i just it was so funny oh my gosh oh yeah oh this is a side note but if you guys ever need me back on the podcast to talk about al pacino i will come back oh yeah because i love al pacino more than i love ethan hawk so can i have ethan hawk and you can have pacino <laughs> can you give me 70s pacino i'll give you a, a 70s pacino i'll take 80s pacino as well with a grande latte because Pac- pacino sounds like shake it. Al Pac- shake on it there we go there. As long as I get Bale yeah. or Gosling, I'm chilling. You guys Who are Gosling? fight Bale. Bale. Yeah, yeah. So, which one? I have to mention that. Wait, which one? Which one? Which Bale? There's been like a billion of them. So, the hottest Bale is Patrick Bateman Bale. Okay. That's just my is opinion. Is he going to kill you? Oh, if he does, that's a great way to go out. Plus, we can <laughs> make some movies on the side. <laughs> okay. Um,. I was going to just add as a side tangent, because this will set up a conversation Ike and I will have probably soon enough. I just rewatched The Joker recently, and I did not enjoy it like I should have. But we can get into that in another episode. But getting back on track with Ethan Hawke, I ha- I'm leaving Ike on a cliffhanger. Um, the first <laughs> Ethan Hawke movie I can personally remember was watching, I think it was 2016's uh, Magnificent Seven. Aha, uh-huh. I haven't seen that one yet. Which, spoiler. No. And they do the Rogue One, or actually it was 2015, Rogue One came out after, because I was like, what? Rogue One straight up ripped off this movie, which it didn't. But um, Ethan Hawke's character is, I'll, I'll kind of relate him to Cassian Andor in Rogue One. They're hmm. both so likable. And you're hoping, you're praying that Ethan Hawke doesn't die. But not only does he die, he goes out in the most glorious way. Uh. He has the coolest death. I need to watch this. I love westerns. As, yeah, westerns is like my favorite genre. Western westerns is my favorite genre. So I'm a sucker for it. Most westerns. It. Yeah. I haven't seen it since that first time I watched in like 2016. So, what? Okay. In, in my head, it's still great, but maybe it isn't. Also, didn't you know that that's a remake, right? Yeah, I didn't when I first watched it though. I was but like, he's a robot. <gasps> I was like, why are they doing off? this? Yeah, but then I rewatched a, the original. This is a plot line that's been around since yeah. like the 30s. You may have seen Magnificent Seven, but have you seen The Ridiculous Six? That's also or The Hateful no. Eight. Or The Hateful Eight. Both yeah, are, are these all connected, or are they just like spinoffs it, of spinoffs? It's of almost spin-offs? like a, I don't want to say a, a Western parody or trend okay. or something like, like that. Which, I, which is the parody? Hateful is Eight it? is a parody. No, it's it it's is? probably that all a well? parody of some like 1940s movie called like The the Dummy Three or something like that. Three well, Stooges. Everything is well, a parody no, of like, The Three Stooges is what it is. Magnificent it is. Seven is a is a remake, remake of, of the old Magnificent Seven, which is a remake of um, the this Japanese director's Seven Samurai. Which, um, yeah. which is also which A Bug's is, Life. A Bug's Life is also that story. A lot of bugs get killed in yes. the making of that film. A Bug's yeah. Life is The Seven Samurai, The Magnificent Seven, et cetera, et cetera. I can see it now, yeah. I hate that movie, but... Mm. You hate Bug's Life? People are attracted to the grasshopper. <sighs> I can see it. I'll give them that, I guess. <laughs> but no, I'm just not... It's not one of those Pixar movies. Or Ant's Life, because that also is a thing. Oh my DreamWorks. gosh, Ant's Life. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. None of those are anything I scream or go to. But yeah, that's probably the the first I remember. I've seen plenty, and uh, unfortunately, you've already named all of them. Purge. Thought he Have was you seen Tesla? fine. What? Tesla? Uh-uh. He's in that one. It's so weird. It's a weird movie. Yeah. I didn't like it. I love Tesla. Does I didn't like that one. Does he play Tesla? He plays Tesla. Like, like the car? <laughs> Which model? Model X, Y, 3, is S. a transformer. <laughs> That's cool. Autobots. Roll out. No, yeah. he plays he plays Nikola Tesla, but it's mm. supposed to be like a loose biopic it's, modern take. I've heard it's not 
it's close weird. to it, but it is it's what it is. It's supposed to be anachronistic, so like people have like mm. iPhones in certain scenes, yeah. or like he sings "Everybody Wants to Rule the World" in the last huh. scene. I get what they were trying to do, but I didn't you don't think it like. Worked a whole no, lot? it didn't okay. work. His performance was good as always. He makes yeah, he makes yeah. the best of like what he had, mm-hmm. but it's just a weird movie. Ethan Hawke's one of those actors, though, that like. I feel like I see him more in side roles where I'm like, oh, hey, it's Ethan Hawke. I didn't know he was in this or something like that. He's kind of the John Bernthal. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I was excited to see this movie is because I haven't seen an Ethan Hawke movie where, like, he's the star in a while, in theaters at least. An actor similar to that, which I'm very thankful that we're actually getting to see him in the leading role for, is Killian or Cillian Murphy. Yes. I'm so excited (gasps) to see him. Oh, my gosh, that movie. Everyone's in that. Ever, we're in it. We don't even know it yet. <laughs> wow. We'll be we back. We're being filmed campus. right now for Oppenheimer. No one didn't give you the call. Was I left out? <laughs> I think he told me not to tell you. Shoot, I'm sorry, Mr. Nolan. Forgive me, Mr. Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I. It was nice to see Ethan Hawke as a lead per se. Now, obviously, he was in Moon Knight. That to me was not what I was looking forward to, though. I thought he like did Ethan great, Hawk but in he Moon was. Knight? I didn't think he was that great. I thought he killed the role, but I'm like. Nothing about him. What? I mean, he wasn't poorly written. He just—it's weird. He's just like the villain. He's just like the side villain. So they're not going to have focus on him as much. But I think the focus that they did give him was really interesting. Like, I mean, I think we could see some more backstory of like him being um, Mm -hmm. Conchu's avatar and everything like that. But I thought like. What they had was really interesting. Yeah. So, I think just starting with him and the first scene and mm-hmm. the way that they did that, like him doing his ritual and then putting on shoes with glass in it, you're just like, oh, okay, so he's crazy. Yeah. This is great. I think it's the the Killmonger, the Loki, the I guess Hela maybe. What I'm assuming will be Gore and the Thanos effect. When you have these villains that are like A tier, everybody else is compared. And, like, yeah. none of the yeah. show villains have been good, really. I mean, they've all been good, but none of them, like, stand out in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, especially not Carly Morgenthau. I got beef with that girl, but I'm not a huge fan yeah. of that show anyway. Um, you mean you mean the, the MCU TV show villains? Yeah, the Flag We're Smasher. not talking about uh, Kingpin or... Oh, I hated other. Kingpin. Hated Kingpin. Not in Hawkeye, in Daredevil. Oh no no, I'm talking MCU. No no no, I'm I'm saying I'm saying the exceptions are like. I don't even Kingpin include him as an exception. I don't want him in the MCU. After yeah. what they did, I'm like, yeah. screw this. Same no, with I, Charlie yeah. Cox. We're talking about yes. the. We're talking about the. the He's very role. good in that role. Yes. That's also. <laughs> it's a little overrated of a show because about half of it is peak uh, not really it's just exceptional but there's a lot of like i don't want to say filler but the story drags on so much so whenever i rewatch it i'll skip probably half of each season yes and whenever jessica jones or luke cage or any of those characters show up even if it's for just scene i don't like it because yeah. i don't like any of the rest of those shows so defenders is a trash show yeah. garbage they wasted matt murdoch in that show I've, I've never heard of that one i don't know what you're talking that's, about but yeah that's the team up show that they have I must have not realized it happened. But I'm it's imp- it's, it's, it's actually important because that's the tie-in between season two and season yeah or season one and season two or something. That's it's why he's two so and angsty because he yeah. dies. The thing that's tricky again, so. maybe we'll wrap it up with this because I, I want to know your thoughts on because you've seen all the shows you haven't. So yeah, I hate that the the those shows are in the MCU but mm-hmm. they can't really reference it. Yeah. So you see like on a billboard or the biggest standout was in, ep- in episode 1 of Daredevil when uh I forget the the girl's name I feel bad. Karen Page. Yes, when Karen is in the office or in the co- police office mm-hmm. and on the background you see a newspaper cut out from the 2020 or the 2012 invasion of New York. Yeah. It's like they have these subtle things. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did it the worst. They would, like, after a movie would come out, they'd be like, so you remember when Hulk and all the Avengers and yeah. Sokovia? It's like, you guys don't exist in that universe. Yes. The MCU, this is what I will ask you about. Do you think the MCU shows, at least, have done a, a good job at actually bringing them in? Because it's weird because the Netflix and ABC shows are tied in but they can't really mention it agent yeah. carter got away i actually like agent carter yeah i thought it was a, plus i <laughs> plus i think she's very hot so that probably <laughs> helps um but 
What are your thoughts on how the MCU shows so far have either tied into other shows or into the MCU as a whole? I like it because I think I am just a big fan, big proponent of world building, no matter what it is. Even if I don't like the show or something, I'd be like, hey, that was cool world building. That was more depth that you gave to this, this, and this thing. Um, so I think just the the setup um, or the premise of Captain America Winter Soldier, like having that, I think that was a really good world building aspect, just showing up. This is what happened to people after Thanos and just everything like that. So I think they do a good job of tying things together and referencing a referencing the rest of the universe whether or not like i like that show yeah so. i was i i can't remember if i said this to you it may have been somebody else because you haven't seen all the shows i think my biggest issue other than they don't i don't feel like they know where the hell they're going is we've now this is like year four of expanding in this kind of like six month period so as great as all the shows are it feels like we're not really going anywhere because we're seeing like Miss Marvel takes place in this month, and Spider-Man No Way Home takes place in this month, and then you got Eternals in this month. I get it. It was the whole COVID situation, so it kind of ruined everything. We're kind of doing some backtracking. Yeah. Um, but I, I do agree with what you're saying, that the world building has been on point. And, like, I'm not crazy about, like, most of these shows, and I do not care about Hawkeye at all, but I think that Hawkeye did a great job at filling in all of these, I don't want to say issues but these like plot points we never really got closure on yeah. his character with so yeah um i do get what you're saying like they don't it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere and i feel like it's kind of troubling because it's like oh no what are you gonna do now like right how big can you get how are you gonna tie all this stuff together personally i really did not like multiverse of madness Another I, another believer. Thank you. Thank that you. That was a movie. It was a boo poo 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 um, movie. It's just yeah, not good. It's overhyped. Not, yeah. What were you saying? I was gonna say I don't have a whole lot of faith in the future of yeah. Marvel. I know you're gonna say like, well, I said that after this, I said after this, but like, there's gonna be movies like Thor or something that are gonna be entertaining. Yeah. Is it going to be the same way you felt about seeing something like Civil War? I don't think so. I think there are going to be shining moments like Moon Knight, like all these other things, but I don't think it's going to be as good. Phase one is my yeah. favorite. Just phase one, I think, will always be that's, that's fair. the best. And I think even, like, phase two, I, Captain America Winter Soldier is my favorite movie out of the MCU. So I think phase two is always going to be, like, yeah. great too, but I like the addition of mm -hmm. things. Oh, something I was going to say earlier, with the TV shows and with the movies, now what it feels like they're doing is they're using them as means to introduce new characters. Mm -hmm. They're just like, a, oh, we're going to have this show and we're going to have this these new characters in here. And we're going to have this show and we're going to have this many new characters in it. Almost. And then we're going to make a spin-off of this character and this character. It's it's literally Quantity just, over quality. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's like. And that's what's frustrating to me. I like quality I like movies that yeah. are made well. It's weird too especially cuz we got 1 year left on this phase 4. By the end of next year, Phase 4 alone, if you count all the shorts and the shows and the movies, it's going to have about f almost, f I want to say like 30 projects. Wow. We used to get three a year. Yeah. And two a year. And it used to be one a year. It's just, and it's think, frustrating time. I think making the, while I know I just said like I do like the intertwining of the shows and the movies. Yeah. I think making it where you have to watch the entirety of a show to understand mm -hmm. a movie is weird and inaccessible and yeah. just difficult. It also makes no sense when, again, it, when it came to Doctor Strange, it's like you have so much setup in What If, and you don't even acknowledge it. And they didn't it. use it. And not that, I can't remember if it was you or when we went, somebody was super confused about one just subtle line, and I'm like, well, you had to watch this show to understand. It's yes, like, it's even just, it's little tiny things mm -hmm. that you're not getting, and that that's that's just poor writing. Yeah. And poor expectations and, and, and marketing and They've also blah, ran blah, themselves blah. into a ditch where they're setting so much in the shows up, then they're like, oh, well, we can't do this in the movie. Let's just retcon it. But I guess yes. I was mentioning to Abby before you showed up, the reviews for Thor aren't bad. Uh-oh. But because this is the first MCU project to have full creative liberty where Taika Waititi was able to do whatever they want, they're like, this feels like a parody. 
of the movie it's trying to be. And I've heard every review, all positives and negatives, said that the ending is very unsatisfying because you're supposed to feel a certain way. And because the movie made so much fun of itself, it doesn't work. Now, every time Gore was on screen, I've heard, was unbelievable. He Gorb? Gore. Gore? Yeah, that's the villain. <laughs> every time Gorb was on screen. Yeah. He apparently <laughs> killed it. But again, we'll see it. Are we seeing it Friday? Yeah, we'll be seeing it Friday. If you want to see a review for it, I we don't know when it will be released, but go ahead. And if you guys haven't already, please check out the Movie Vault. Those guys over there are absolutely fantastic. I've been listening to a lot of their stuff lately. It's d- d- Go check them out. But we'll be on there this Friday. This I don't know when they're going to release. This is my hand to have the link. Oh, yes, that is that is the link. The link will be right, right there. Here. Yes, and we'll also put it in the description on Spotify or, or something. Link it in the comments on Instagram. I don't know. Go check them out. We'll, you'll find them eventually, but we're putting our review. They didn't pay us to say this. Oh, yeah. No, guys, the gun is right <laughs> there. <laughs> Zach, please don't kill me. I swear. <laughs> the pee I put in your chair was, was a mistake. I thought oh it was a toilet God. bowl. <laughs> okay. But uh, Did you have anything else to say on that topic? Because I've got something that we probably should bring up. Oh, I was just going to end it, at least that conversation before we, well, we're probably going to have to wrap it up in a few minutes, end it on this part of the Marvel segment. What has been your favorite show so far? Favorite show? Moon Knight. Just, I just like, I, um, more than I love Ethan Hawke, I love Oscar Isaac. So, can I have Ethan Hawke now? No, Ethan Hawke. We still, ha- we haven't Please, gotten a divorce Abby, yet. Abby, Abby. We haven't gotten a divorce. Consider, just let me Maybe maybe it'll be an open relationship. Yes. Maybe. If you don't, I will. I can I can ask him. I can ask him, but there are are so many other people in line. Put put putting put in a good word for me. Okay, but no, I have loved Oscar Isaac since the minute he came on screen in The Force Awakens. So first, you talk first. I talk first. How are we gonna do? Exactly. Exactly. I said, aw. Yeah. Um, and so I've just been following his stuff. I literally complained about that line last week, but that's like my one nitpick with his character. <laughs> um, yeah. So, no, I just think having him in the MCU, he killed it in that role. I think it was really yeah. great. I'm not one of those people to be like, oh, my gosh, like, uh, what's her Elizabeth Olsen should get a nomination for WandaVision. Like, I've never seen- <laughs> Girl, no, what are you talking about? But Oscar Isaac, I could genuinely see him getting a nomination for that role, and I would oh, yeah. be over the moon. Haha, <laughs> pun intended. Ah, uh, I thought it was a good show. You finished it, right? Or were you not finished? I have not finished it, but I probably will at some point. Finish it. The more I watch, the more I think like the more I've sat on it, the less I've liked it, but I still think it's probably number 2. I think Loki will always be my favorite oh i haven't watched loki in so long because i watched it like when it released the music the characters it's solid didn't like the romance oh yeah it was weird it's one of those you gotta just shut your brain off for that type of stuff yeah which then it works but then it's it's still it's like when kylo ren and or ben and ray kissed it's like ah what yeah it was one of those you gotta just turn your brain off. But yeah, that's I guess that is our thoughts on Marvel, ladies and gentlemen, so true. boys and girls, guys and gals, people, people, places, things, anybody aliens. who is not aliens, aliens, pets, pets at Ghosts? cemeteries, Question dead people. Mark? Um, we at, we have a wide audience. A wide here. audience. We want to be approachable. We are inclusive, unless your name is Jonathan. Then we repulse you. We are exclusive. Blocked on site. Jonathan, I know you're listening. I know what you did. You think you can get away with it. I... This will not go unnoticed. (laughs) In the great... In the words of great Alec Baldwin, I will find (laughs) you. (laughs) Jonathan! It's the loaded gun principle in action. All right. But this is going to be a quicker corner, but I'm not a Marvel expert. I'm more of a DC guy, which Heck I know you're yeah. more of a DC DC girl. Yes. So actually, so much so DC guy. Yeah, DC girl. Okay. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> no, but you actually, and if you haven't seen it or if you have any recordings of it, you should definitely show Jaden at least. Yeah. But she did an excellent speech on DC, the DC yeah. in, more in the comic realm. Yes. With like Bob King and Bill Finger, but like. The the backgrounds were like their Jewish backgrounds yes. and everything. Like that was a really good speech. But, I uh, yeah, I love the comic books. I I think we'll always love the comic books more than anything. 
yeah. anything. DC comic books, that's yeah. where it's at, even though I am a very harsh critic of them as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, but that's yeah. just the nature of it. No. Um, my speech was specifically talking about the Jewish origins of superheroes and how superheroes were created in the 1940s. Specifically, Superman. First um, big comic book superhero. He was created by two Jewish men. He was first cover punching Hitler. Yeah. So he was actively made to a be political figure at the a time. political figure and outspoken fighting against Hitler. Yeah. Um, that was his purpose. And a lot of Jewish or a lot of um, comic book characters were used by their Jewish creators as outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man, for example, created by um, fighting the stupid octopuses in the sea. I stand against octopuses. Oh, wait, just Doc Ock. No. What? Yeah. You said Spider Man talking. Yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, Spider Man. He was like created as uh, this is me, but now this is me in comic books. And a lot of them are self inserts, you know, but mm-hmm. it wasn't in like a weird or bad way. It was in a this is my way that I can express myself. Yeah. So to, to say that like, no, Superman's not a like Jewish figure. I think the thing that like I mentioned in my speech, my complaint that I had with Man of Steel is making Superman <laughs> making Superman a Jesus yeah, figure perfect. instead. And like David Goyer, the scriptwriter, went so far as to say like Superman has always been a Jesus figure. Look at the comics and stuff like that. Mm. Superman yeah. is a Moses figure just yeah. oh. outright. Want me to explain it? Sure. So I I can't remember what, exactly what I said in my speech. He was sent to Earth in a small vessel, or sent away from his family in a small vessel. Just like Moses. Adopted yeah. by people not of his culture. Um, he, gosh, what else? He used his power to save others. Right. Um, I can't, I don't have the exact wording, but like Superman is, and, and just read articles. Like, I'm not the only one just pulling this out of thin I air. I that up. No, that's really read interesting. Read articles about it. Superman was intended to be a Moses figure. Also, Moses, so. like, I don't know why more people aren't named Moses, but, like, Moses yeah. is, like, the most goaded Old Testament character Seriously. ever. Like, that, the Moses story is so cool. Seriously, yeah. And so, um, he's very, Ju- Batman, canonically Jewish. They did it on accident, but he's canonically Jewish. <laughs> Because Batwoman is his cousin, therefore, uh, and they've also explained like Batman or Batwoman is his cousin. Um, his she's a lesbian. Yeah, there's a difference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were American. Yeah. Um, but his uh, uncle, mm-hmm. her dad, is his mom's sister. Jewish heritage is passed matrilineally. Batman's Jewish, so. Oh. Batman is Jewish. They've everyone. also they've also done little subtle nods to it as well. Um, there was one comic book scene. I can't. It's just floating around in there. But he went to someone's grave and put a rock on it. That's a Jewish um, oh, tradition. Interesting. Other things like that. So not throwing stones. <laughs> he said throwing stones is a Jewish. Every time <laughs> oh you goodness. chuck a rock in a lake. You're Jewish. I've been Jewish all my life. Oh my goodness! I've tossed so many rocks in lakes. But no, I, that's really cool. I, did, yeah. I had no idea. That's that's kind yeah. of a cool semblance, just like laying the rock down there at a, mm-hmm. at a grave. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So what are your thoughts of like the the future of DC? Because you sent me a post earlier. I don't know how big of a fan you are oh, of Zack Snyder. The Snyder. We were talking about this why earlier. You, why don't you take it from here then? So um, long story short, we know the falling out of Zack Snyder. <laughs> Warner Bros. used his... Uh, daughter's suicide as a like an out which is really disrespectful um breaking news guys warner bros sucks um yeah what? but um warner bros because we did an episode on this this is episode like six or seven or something like that warner bros was bought out um by discovery discovery ultimately owns discovery plus which apparently has blown up but like i don't know anybody who uses it i feel like they're buying their own stocks or something Ooh. but Part of that deal ship or part of that deal ultimately includes that they have full control or somewhat full control over um, HBO Max. So Warner Discovery, not Warner Bros. We don't like them. Warner Discovery has met to. It, I don't know if it was today, but it, 
news came out today. They have met with Zack Snyder about returning and possibly doing some more DC projects. I hope that they're all um, HBO Max exclusives because maybe that's how we get Justice League 2. Obviously, with the Ezra Miller situation, who knows what that's going to look like. <laughs> but but I'd say we've seen the last of them, but um, every day there's some new Every news. day. We've been talking get out of Hawaii. Yeah, what we, are you doing there? We've been talking about it forever, and I keep saying, surely this is it. Surely this is it. But yeah, so I guess... What are your thoughts on Zack Snyder's DCEU, mm-hmm. the DCEU, mm-hmm. and what are, we can all quickly say our, our like, thoughts on the future, and then we'll have to wrap it up, so. Okay. I, have a final, I have a final question, which I'll do, which tiger. We've becoming much more of a musical podcast lately, and I love it. So, I'm getting us back on subject. I don't think that Zack Snyder is uh, a god among men sent to save the DC universe. I'm just saying that outright. I, w- I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I will say Joss Whedon is sent from to destroy the DC universe. Boo Whedon. <gasps> no. Um, I like his universe. I like Man of Steel. Um, I like the Snyder Cut. There, there, are, there are little things that I have problems yeah. with it. Um, yeah, like th- the man's definitely flawed. He, again, as you oh, said, yeah. he's no savior, but like, what his vision seems to be is his like, vision so much was so than cool. We're getting with DC right like, now. let's just like, it the basic form. It was just cool. <laughs> like, I liked it. <laughs> Rossi's gonna crucify us after hearing this part, but I'm sorry, Rossi. Rossi, we it. don't care. <laughs> um, and it just, I made my um, siblings sit down and watch the Snyder Cut with me, like, all the way through the first time. And I said, this was what I wanted. This is so good. Here's my question. I don't know if I've ever asked you this either. Did you cry? Because I had tears of joy yes. when the world was destroyed. And all of a sudden you heard the the Into the Speed Force. And I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Yes, I did cry. I can't remember which times I cried, but I most certainly did. Which times? There were plenty? Yes. Oh, yeah. same. There was yes. at least three times for me as well. It was. Oh, I. So you guys are making me want to rewatch it now. I, um, Here, I no. also think that Ben Affleck is a criminally underrated Batman. Yes. I we, think he does agree. a good job as Bruce Wayne as 100%. well. He does a great Bruce He's per- Wayne. If, have you seen those pictures of the Batman in the animated series, Bruce Wayne side by side yes. with Ben Affleck? Yes. So, it's just he like, looks oh, like him. so perfect. Even just like the the part in um, Batman v Superman where he goes and he's like rescuing that little girl. Like, oh, yeah. ugh, thank you. I said this to Ike. I think, no, this is on podcast, but I took it out because we were wasting so much time. Um, The reason I feel like he got so hated is because Justice League just sucked. And he was a meme and he was a gag and he wasn't good. But the Snyder Cut not only made him better, and I'm not one to really cuss much at all, so I'm not going to say what he says, but my favorite moment, probably any Batman moment ever, is when he says to the Joker... And I promised her I would kill you. And trust me, when I effing kill you, I'm like, oh my god, yeah. this is so cool. Yeah, that redeemed Ben Affleck for me. That's yes. definitely fair. I I thought I think that that's good, and I am excited, like tentatively, excited at the future prospect of what can happen in that universe. Um, mm-hmm. and I hope I hope good things come out of it. One hundred percent. And I think the the good things that I'm looking forward to most do involve Zack Snyder. As, as you said before, I don't think he's going to be the savior. I don't think he would make a very good Kevin Feige. Again, Kevin Feige. <laughs> Kevin Feige doesn't make a good Kevin Feige. Yeah. yeah. At this, well, at least, uh, prior, yeah, anything post-Endgame, you could say, yeah, he isn't. But, like, the man's trying. Yeah. But, again, I feel like what he has brought to the table has been better than what all the Warner Bros. executives have yes. done thus far. The discovery merging with them was the best news I ever heard this year because mm-hmm. they n- announced that they're going to be putting their main characters up in the front, and yeah. that now today that they're bringing Zack Snyder back, I'm hoping we see some of that possibly. Yeah, he'll, he'll be back. He'll Allegedly. Be back. Allegedly, but no, I I have faith he'll be back, and I'm really hoping we see more of that post-apocalyptic Superman evil. Yeah, Batman Injustice Universe? Question mark. That would be so cool because the DC they have so much opportunity to talk about and do really cool things, but let's see what you have to say, and then I'll pose my final question. Okay. Um, I'll make this very quick. I would like to see a continuation of Zack Snyder's universe. You can call it some, like, 
DC Legends or something like that. It doesn't have to be in the canon. Um, but continue that story. Continue the main story, which isn't really a story. And I'm not going to lie. After watching the Black Adam trailer, I fully expect that movie to suck. I do not think it'll look... It looks like the the most MCU movie I've ever seen. The only thing that I'm hyped about in seeing that movie... Well, one, is Pierce Brosnan, because I love Pierce Brosnan. But also as as Dr. Fate. Yes, he's Dr. Fate. I have not seen this trailer. Oh, you need to. (laughs) It's it's something. But um, I did hear rumors that The Rock has teased... Or has talked about Henry Cavill coming in as Superman. Oh. <laughs> that is hair. <laughs> like, uh, I'm bringing it back, boys. We're growing <laughs> hair again. It just has the fakest looking two on. <laughs> it's not even teased. Like, it's been confirmed. That Henry Cavill is going to be no, in it? No. They keep saying Superman. They don't say Henry Cavill. Oh. Okay. Lately, I've heard it's been more and more likely that it's going to be Henry Cavill. Like I don't in know this how movie like or in a future movie? In this movie. Wow. So that would be really cool to that bring him be. back. But I mean, because they, they did it as yeah. like, a, like a joke kind of thing Which at the sucked. end. But, but he's been really on I the like side it. of Henry Cavill. But yeah, lastly, I can't remember where I was going with that. But yeah, I want to see a continuation of that. Um, whatever else DCEU can still continue. Mm-hmm. But the main thing that I want is... For Ray Fisher to come back and yes. actually work, because he said if yes. Zack Snyder ever gets hired back, he's coming. Back. Dude has not been in a movie or a show since because of how horrible the experience was. He was incredible in the Snyder Cut. Oh yeah, they called him the heart of the film, and he was like he was the emotional heart of that film, and the audacity that they had mm-hmm. to cut him out of it. He was the film, <laughs> and, and he that... did it so well. And I I'm so disappointed because I want to see him as Cyborg. Yeah. I want to see him in other stuff too. I remember when he started complaining, and I was like on the side of I think ninety five percent of the people, like, dude, you're in the movie. Why do you care so much? But then after I saw it, I'm like, yeah, I'm on your side. Dirty. But yeah, that that I think those are all of our thoughts on that. But you have a question? Yes. So to tie everything back to the very beginning and right now, I noticed from the beginning that you're wearing a the Batman shirt, and we are both we're both the Batman fans here. In in a doesn't have to be necessarily Matt Reeves Batman universe, yeah. but prop, I, let's say for the sake of this question, okay, if Ethan Hawke were to be cast as anyone, okay. anyone okay. in the Batman okay. universe, per, uh, more like a villain, who would you want him to be? Because I have my answer, and if you steal it, I'm pinching you, you, you and peeing in your Cheerios. Okay, Condiment King. If I was, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna make that joke. Okay, you're gonna no. make that joke. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Because I have a specific person in mind for Two-Face. I want John David Washington in there Matthew as Matthew McConaughey for me. Oh, I love Matthew anyway. McConaughey. <laughs> I, I, Riddler's already taken. Paul Dano did a, did a good job with that. It's a different take. Um, I have two in mind. I'm blanking. And I've talked about them blanking. a lot. I don't want to see bald. I don't want to see bald Ethan Hawke like, as Lex no, Luthor. He like, needs I don't... to have that long hair that he had in this movie because it yes. worked for him so well. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, my gosh. He might have to come back to me because I blanked on all the okay. Batman villains ever other than Poison Ivy. Hey, that's fine. He could he could kill it as Poison Ivy. Because for me, it would have to be either – because there's also a couple other people I could consider for Mad Hatter because it would be Mad Hatter. Oh! Or I could with the long hair as Mad yes, Hatter. Yes, yes, and the ha- and the top hat that he was wearing yes. in this film. I was like, this dude could be a Mad Hatter. Yes. And he could even wear a mask if he wanted at some points, just like in the movie. <laughs> he could literally just be straight up the grabber and they merge <laughs> the universes. <laughs> that would be funny. But either a Mad Hatter or a Scarecrow, because he would also oh. work with that as well. Because like he's yes. got that kind of like he's got a more lanky feature. He's got the that. The voice for mm-hmm. it, he can really bring in the fear factor. But like, I think like be either one of those two. They're for sure. since they're doing more of like an unhinged take on a lot of the characters. I think I could see him as a really good, like really unhinged scarecrow. Because yeah. like I think Killing Murphy did a good job as scarecrow. Obviously, yeah. um, I like the more traditional look of him having like long hair, actually dressing up as a scarecrow, that kind of thing. And I could see Ethan Hawke with that big hat with mm-hmm. the long hair and like. Um, or have you guys even like the Arkham games? The way the Scarecrow looks in yep. that, with like the I bag over his head. I think Ethan Hawke could really do that. And even even in in Black Phone, like he does that little like laugh sometimes. Yep. I think he could have a little like weird little laugh thing that he does. What about a Raj Al Ghul or Raish Al Ghul? No, Raish Al Ghul should not be white yep, anymore. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm that's fair. I'm done with 
whitewashing in the DC yeah. movies. Yeah, it's everywhere. Well, not not as much anymore, which is a good thing. Um, I was going to just say Mad Hatter. I'll stick with Mad yeah. Hatter. But because you brought up Matthew McConaughey, mm. I want Scarecrow to be played by either Matthew McConaughey or Owen Wilson. So the first line can either be, wow, or all right, all right, all right. All right, all That's right, all right. I'm going to inject you with some of my fear toxin. <laughs> I <laughs> think that Matthew McConaughey would be an awesome villain for the DCU. Only because most of his villain roles are movies that just fail, and he gives mm. his full-on performance <laughs> just for it to kind of suck. If Idris yeah. Elba wasn't already in Suicide Squad, I'd say he would make a good villain of some yes. sorts. But yeah, I think yeah, no, he's the. Are you serious? No, 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 Idris oh, Elba. No. Idris Elba. <laughs> I was like, he's the guy. <laughs> I was he's like, the guy. No. I was like, what movie did you watch? But yeah, a character that I want to be put in and done right is Victor Zaz. Oh, I think yes. Zaz is a character that he can be horrifying. Like he can be so creepy. What do you think about? Right. Did you see the Gotham series? I watched part of it and I said, I really, yeah, really, really want to watch it for Bruce, but there's so many other things that I'm just Bruce like, is my least favorite it. character. For really? That. Yes. Okay. Amen. Yeah. So I should not watch it anyway. Alfred from that top tier. Okay. Um, Jim Gordon, Gordon from that top tier. I heard Gordon's really uh, good. Catwoman or Catgirl even was pretty good as well. Okay. Because she looks like a young Michelle Pfeiffer, but yes. Victor Zaz. Really good in that. I thought he was really good, and Riddler and Penguin I also really liked too. Yeah. But like there were some a lot of good casting decisions. The show itself is a little wonky, mm. but like if you're a DC fan, I would still recommend yeah. it. I also want um, Mr. Freeze because I think he's a very empathetic mm-hmm. and compelling villain. But then I also want Killer Croc because I like Killer Croc and I also think he's criminally underrated. Yeah. Michael Fassbender as uh, Mr. Freeze I think would be really Yes. Cool. I love Michael I like Fassbender choice, as well. Actually. That'd be great. Yeah. Anything else we want to touch on? We went way over the time. <laughs> I've decided... You may have Ethan Hawke. I'm going to marry Michael Fassbender instead. Okay. Okay. Have you seen the Michael Fassbender Western movie? No. It's really good, and it has beautiful cinematography. Slow West is what it's called. Slow West. Okay, that's what I was about to ask. What's it called? What's um, it on? Streaming uh, service or no? Ooh, Amazon. Probably. I'll, I'll watch it. it. It's on my mind is what it is. Yeah. Everything's on Seriously, Amazon. Seriously, the cinematography Ethan in that, Michael gorgeous, this, the scenes. It's like an actual, I think it's filmed in New Zealand with like primarily a non-American cast, but it's good. So, I guess with that, it's been a long episode, but I think this is a very, very good episode. Thank you for being on. Yes, thank you for having me. This was a good experience. Definitely got to have you back on for that Al Pacino talk. Yes, gladly. I will do it. That, and I haven't talked to Ike about this. I may have. It would be awesome to do a full, just, um, ah, shoot, what's the word? Commentary on the Snyder Cut. Oh Just my gosh, that would be so long, but a lot of it, fun. Yeah, it would be a blast, so we should have you back for that, too. At that point, we could just beat up Movie Vault's, like, three-hour... <laughs> That's <laughs> the goal. That's We're coming for you, Zach and Ben. That's right. I don't even care anymore that I pee-peed in your chairs, and I hope you, I hope you find out about that, actually. We're taking away the link. We're link taking gone. your link away. We're not even showing <laughs> up on Friday. But, yeah, I guess with that, next time you guys will see us or hear us, we'll probably be on their podcast, or I'll actually take all of their footage and put it on our podcast. So it looks like they we had them on again. <laughs> but I guess with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jaden. And I'm Mike. And I'm Abby. And we will catch you sometime next week. Peace. Oh, check out Minions Rise of Gru. It's uh greatest movie of all time. Go check it out. Go right now. <laughs> Leave. Go with Ike. Go.